This is the Impact Church Podcast. Here at Impact, we believe a powerful word at the right time can help you overcome any challenges you are facing. Wherever you are listening or whatever you're going through, we pray this message speaks exactly to your need. Enjoy. Father, Lord, we thank you so much, oh God for this opportunity to break open the bread of life. Open up our hearts, open up our minds that we may receive your truth. Speak to us, O Lord. Give us great understanding. Enlighten us, empower us with your truth. Your word is like a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. So Father, lead us and guide us according to your word don't let us leave this place the same way we've came i pray father for the anointing of god to destroy every yoke and move every burden and father who the son sets free is free indeed in jesus name amen amen well impact if you will turn your bibles to deuteronomy chapter 30 Deuteronomy chapter 30 and I want to start reading in verse number 11 Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 11 and here we find the word of the Lord we're going to read verse 11 down to verse 20 for this commandment which I command you today is not too mysterious for you, nor is it far off. This is Moses talking to the people of Israel. It is not in heaven that you should say, who will ascend into heaven for us and bring it to us, that we may hear it and do it. Nor is it beyond the sea that you should say, who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us, that we may hear it and do it. But the word is very near you, in your mouth and in your heart, that you may what? Do it. Tell your neighbor, say, do it. You got to do the word. Verse 15 says, see, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil, in that I command you today to love the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments that you may live and multiply. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you go to possess. But if your heart turns away so that you do not hear and are drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I announce to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not prolong your days in the land which which you cross over the Jordan to go in and possess. I will call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live that you may love the Lord your God 
that you may obey his voice and that you may cling to him for he is your life and the length of your days and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to give them. I want to read verse 9 again. It says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. I want to speak today for the next few moments on the subject, live it up. Live it up. Live it up. Moses said, God has set before all of us life and death. And he tells us to choose life. Benjamin Franklin said that some people die at 25 but aren't buried until 75. Meaning you spent 50 years of your life not living. And I don't think that that was God's original plan for us. But he wanted us to live life. After you've been in quarantine for two years, you ought to want to live life now. You ought to want to live it up a little bit. <clears throat> when you couldn't go on vacation for two years. Couldn't take a break. Couldn't. Worship in church like you normally would for two years. It's, it's time, people of God, that we live it up. It's been time that we live it up. So Moses said, I, I set before you blessings and cursings. I set before you life and death. But he just doesn't leave it that way. He, he gives us a hint on what to choose. He says, choose life. Because... We have to maximize every moment. And every day you get up, there are two things that you get every day you wake up in the morning. You get a chance and you get a choice. Every day you wake up, you have a chance and you have a choice. Zit Ziglar said this, you must make a choice to take a chance or your life will never change. What are you going to do with the chances that God brings into your life? And will you make the right choice? That is the question. I thank God for another chance. I thank God that every day I wake up, I have a chance to give him glory, to give him praise, to lift up my voice simply to say, Lord, I thank you. Every day he allows me to lift my head up off the pillar and to get up out of the bed and to set my feet on solid ground. I got a chance to give God glory to say, Lord, I wouldn't have made it had it not been for you. Every chance I, I come in contact with somebody, I have a chance to tell them how good the Lord has been to me and how he woke me up this morning. And as the old folks used to say, started me on my way. I got a chance to let somebody know that he's not a respecter a person, but what God has done for me that he can do for you every day. I have a chance and an 
and I have a choice. I got a chance tomorrow to be better than I am today. Anybody thankful for another chance? I know some of y'all been saved all your life, but I thank God for another chance just to show him that I love him and I'm serious about my walk with God. I thank God for another chance that he did not give me what I deserve sometime, but his grace and his mercy was with me. And he said, I'm going to cover you until you had a chance to get it right. And when I had that chance, I took advantage of that chance. So God will put chances in our life, a chance to start a business, a chance to pursue your goal, a chance to make a difference in the world, a chance to serve him. What are you going to do with your chances? Because every day you wake up, you got a chance. You got a chance to be great. You got a chance to show the love of Christ to somebody else. Every day, you got a chance. That's why when you all wake up in the morning, you ought to be so thankful and so grateful that God has given us another chance. Every Sunday, we got a chance to come to church. We ought to be grateful for the chances that God has brought in your life. Even when you thought you have lost your chance, isn't it amazing how God will bring that thing back around in your life and say, I'm going to give you another chance. Even when you thought that you've missed the boat and you say, Lord, what have I done with my life? God somehow has a way of bringing that thing back in your life and say, now you know more now than you did then. And now you're ready to take advantage of the chance in your life. Sometimes God has to get you ready before you'll be ready for your chances in life. Some of y'all have met people, but you wasn't ready to meet that person. But God would bring somebody else in your life and say, now I'm ready for the chance. We got to take advantage of the opportunities. And we have a chance, but we also have a choice because the choices we make makes a difference in our life. And not only do you have to take advantage of the chance, you got to make sure that you make the right choice because choices determine your conduct, your character and your destiny to change your life, change your choices. When people come to me and say, Pastor, I want to change my life. I say, change your choices because your your whole life is centered around your choice. And let me give you a little idea. Every choice you make is about life and death. Every choice you make is about life and death. The foods you eat. Pastor, you was preaching real good until you went there. Okay, don't, don't mess with me about my food, Pastor. Because I'm going to eat after church today and I don't want to feel convicted. But the foods that you eat is a life and death choice. There are some foods that give you life and there are some foods that will kill you. 
It's a life, every choice, say every choice, is a life and death choice. The food that you eat, the job that you choose. Can I get an amen in the house? Because some jobs feel like it's killing you. And there's some jobs that give you life. You should be able to wake up on Monday morning. Do you realize more people kill themselves on Monday morning than any other day of the week? Why? Because they don't want to go to work. Some jobs are killing you. It's a life and death. Don't make it a money decision. Some decisions, most decisions, all decisions are not money decisions. But it's a spiritual choice that you make. And God's saying, I want you to choose life. I would rather choose life than to choose something that is killing me, but it's filling my bank account. Because when you're dead, you can't spend that money anyway. So we wake up in the morning and we waking up to death because we hate what we're doing. Sometimes you got to do what you have to do until you can do what you want to do. But you ought to spend your time and take a chance every day to work on your dream, to work on your purpose, to work on your plan. Because right now I'm just paying bills, but this is not what life can be. Just me paying bills. I got to live. I got to live it up. I have one life to live. Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. I don't know about you and Pat, but I want to have that abundant life that Jesus died on the cross for me. And I refuse to live a life that's killing me. That's why I'm changing my diet. I'm changing what I do. I'm changing the people I hang around. Because people will kill you. There's some people that are getting on your nerves so much, they're killing you. And it's a life or death decision. I don't mean it personally, but I got to live. And when you got to live, you got to make a choice that you're not healthy for me. You're killing me with your drama. You're killing me with your attitude. You're killing me with your negativity. You're killing me. And I got to make a choice that I'm not going to allow you to kill me another day. In my life, because the choice is mine. Say, the choice is mine. That's why it's such a blessing when somebody chooses to be with you. That's why you should never make somebody feel like they're obligated to be with you. I want my wife out of 29 years to choose to love Big Daddy. I, I, I don't want her to feel threatened or, or manipulated or forced to love Big Daddy. I want it to be a choice that it brings her life when Big Daddy comes around. Amen? I don't want to have to beg you for your time, beg you for your love. I want to be so full that you can't wait for me to come back. 
baby, when you're coming home, when you're coming home, because when you get home, I feel life. That's why some people don't like going home. Is your home full of life or is it full of death? Do you walk in the house and say, didn't I tell you? Or do you walk in the house and say, come on, baby, give me a big hug. Ah, Jesus. Say it's life or death. He said, I set before you life and death. Then he gave us a hint. Choose life. Will you say something with me today and make a declaration? This year, I choose life. Can, can you make that declaration with me? I need you to mean it in pack because some of y'all been dying too long. This year, I choose life. choose life this year I'm gonna live it up this year I ain't talking about turning up I'm talking about living up I choose life this year I don't have time to argue with you all the time I choose life this year I ain't got time for the gossip I choose life this year I ain't got time to deal with your crazy family I choose life this year, I love them. They can come to the family cookout, but I ain't get involved in all that other stuff. I choose life. <laughs> this year, when you go on your job, do what you're supposed to do and stop worrying about your coworker because this year, I choose life. I choose life. Tell somebody, say, I choose life. You can ready to see a different person when you start making that choice each and every day. You don't talk to me any kind of way. I choose life. <sighs> oh my God, help me, Holy Ghost. <sighs> How do we choose life? Impact, I'm glad you asked. Five things and then I'm gone. How much time I got? Oh, Jesus. No, y'all ain't gonna get me in trouble with my brother. Genesis chapter one. Genesis chapter one. The Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form. And void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the spirit of the Lord was hovering over the face of the waters. And then God said, let there be light. In the beginning, God, say in the beginning. God has to be in the beginning of everything in your life. There is no beginning ooh, without God. Everything starts with him. So when you choose life, your first choice has to be choosing God. 
Because if you pursue God, if you pursue other things before you pursue God, we serve a jealous God. And God is going to be number one or he's not going to be anything at all. So your first choice, life is those things that pertain to your existence. Life is those things that pertain to your existence. So when it says in the beginning, God, the Hebrew word for God in this scripture is Elohim. Elohim means the all powerful God who creates. So life is about understanding what God created in you and for you. You don't start living until you know who you are. When you discover how God created you, that you were fearfully and wonderfully made, that you are unique and you're particular, that you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, when you begin to understand how God created you to be, you stop being like everybody else. When you understand the uniqueness of who you are and how special you are, then you can start living. You can't live when you try to be everybody else and be what other people want you to be. But when you start understanding who God created you be and you're comfortable in who you are, then you can start living. Life doesn't start until you have a conversation with your daddy and say, daddy, why did you create me? What did you create me to do? You are Elohim. You are God creator. And when you understand that he's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, there is no end without a beginning. There is no life without God. So when we understand God, that's why the devil is trembling right now. Because he trembles at the thought of you understanding who you are in Christ. Because once you know who you are, you can defeat the enemy. And you can look at him and say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper you can look at the enemy and say get thee behind me satan you can look at him and say who is this uncircumcised philistine that defies the army of the living god you won't different when you know who you are you got a swagger about you and say no weapon you can't come against me. You're able to call out demonic situation and say, Satan, I rebuke you. When you know who you are, you can call dead things to come back to life. Lazarus, come forth. When you know your power, when you know the promises of God, you can start living. Ooh, there's nothing more dangerous than a man or a woman that knows who they are because they have come to understand Elohim 
that he created me. He created my purpose. He created my destiny. He created my business. He created my ministry. He created my marriage. He created my children. And whatever God creates, nothing can destroy. It's amazing that this word Elohim is not a singular word. It is a plural word. It is amazing that God would describe himself not in singular terms, but in plural terms. In the beginning, God, God is a plural term. Elohim is a plural term. This supports the idea that he's God, the father, the son and the Holy Spirit. He said, let us make man in our image. It supports why in the world go back to the original text and you understand he even describes himself in plural terms. So what that tells me is that if God describes himself in plural terms as a creator, then my creation, there has to be an element of plurality. That I'm not defined by one event in my life. I'm not defined by what happens in my life. My life is plural. I am the sum total. Of everything that God has brought me through. My failures and my victories. The good and the bad. The ups and the downs. I have a plurality about my life. And that's why the Bible says all things are working together for my good. Everything made me who I am. So people don't understand why you're so strong, why you're so resilient, why you don't have a giving up mentality. They don't understand that you have not been defined by one event, how you can go through a divorce, how you can go through loss, how you... Everything that I have been through has defined who I am. And how do you know who you are unless you've been through something? Every time you go through something, Elohim is speaking into your life. Woman of God, you're strong. How you know you're strong? Because of the things that you had to survive. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm plural. Don't make me single. Don't, don't define me by one event in my life. Don't look at one failure in my life and try to define me as a failure. No, God is working it out. Who am I talking to here today? Now I understand why I had to go through what I went through. God was defining me so I would know in my future that he is able. Life is those. Oh, Jesus. 
that know their creator God. In him, we live and we move and we have our being. Y'all help me out. I can't see the clock up there. What time? How much time I got? Oh, Jesus. Help me out. How much time I got? No, y'all ain't going to get me in trouble. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. All right. Number two. Number two. Life is what gives you breath. Life is what gives you breath. Genesis chapter two, verse seven. And the Lord, your God, formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into the nostrils and the breath of life. And man became a living soul. So when you choose life, you are choosing the inspiration of God. When you choose life, you're saying, Lord, I'm only choosing those things that breathe in me. I'm not choosing stuff that takes life and breath out of me. But I'm choosing stuff that inspires me. Inspiration. It is the breath of God. So I have chosen to choose life and life is what feeds you, fuels you, or fulfills you. Ooh, I like that. Say life is what feeds me, fuels me, or fulfills me. So I, I choose life today. I choose life today. If being outside inspires you, get outside. If singing inspires you, sing. If spending time with family inspires you, spend time with family. But I'm giving you permission today, impact, to only do those things that feed you, fuels you, and fulfills you. The word of God is the bread of life. This feeds us. You have to feed off the word of God. You got to feed off of things that feeds your intelligence. That's why we are life learners. I want to learn something. I just don't want to look at social media all the time. I can't get an amen. Social media entertains you, but does it feed you, fuel you, or fulfill you? What feeds you? This is what I want you to do when you leave out of here. What feeds you? What fuels you? What gets your motor going? You can't run a motor without gas. What gets your motor going? What gets your mind to start thinking? Being around positive people fuels me. Being around visionaries, it fuels me. That's why I like talking to your pastor. I get so full when I talk to your pastor. He fuels me. Stop being around people that always drawing from you. If you're always the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. You got to get around people that fuel you, that talks about. See, godly people talk about promises and vision. 
Other folks talk about problems and division. You want to get around people that's talking about their purpose and their vision that fuels you. When other people talk about their vision, you be like, I need a vision. What I'm doing. I told these guys, it was men's day. I said, men, you need a vision for your family and hang it up in your house because your wife and your kids, they don't know what you stand for. So what is the standard in your home? And I started telling them about my vision that I have in my home. And the men are like, Pastor, can I get a copy of that? <laughs> I, need, I need a vision in my home. Because I want my sons and my daughters to grow up and know what not only it means to be a Christian, but what it means to be a garment. We work hard. We keep good company. We keep God first. They need a vision. Life. Life. Choose life today. Life is about what gives you breath. Number three, life is the words you speak and hear. Life is the words you speak and hear. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21. What you speak about is what you bring about. What you speak about is what you bring about. If your conversations are so negative, guess what's going to happen in your life? Negative things. So a man, Proverbs chapter 13, verse 2 says, a man shall eat well by the fruit of his mouth. What are you eating? But the soul of the unfaithful feeds on violence. You got to speak words that are speaking life. You got to develop daily affirmations and speak them to your life. They have to be statements like, I am. I am the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. I am the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. I'm more than a conqueror. You got to have daily affirmations in your life. I shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. You got to have I am statements every day. Speak life. Speak life. But I also want you to hear life. So only listen to people that are speaking life into you because people that are not speaking life into you, you should not give them authority to speak into your life. Amen. You got to silence them. You got to put them on mute. You got to block them. You know how you block people on social media? You got to block some people because they don't speak life into you. I'm not talking about constructive criticism. Because constructive criticism actually gives you life. I'm talking about those jealous haters in your life that always has something negative to say and you can never please them. Those are the ones I'm talking about. That they never have anything good to say. That the only time they open their mouth is when they're complaining. They need to be put on mute. When they're talking to you, just go to Hawaii. I go to Hawaii on some people. I'll be like, just nod your head every now and then. And you in Hawaii, you on the beach, wind blowing through your head. Well, 
wind blowing somewhere. Because you have put them on what? Mute. Until you learn how to talk to me. Because sometimes people need a notification that I'm choosing life from this point on. So you need to change your conversation when you talk to me. Don't be calling me about that mess no more. I heard this pastor day at church. He said, choose life. And life is about the words that you're allowed to be spoken into your life. That's why I don't look at everything and listen to everything on the radio and the television and on the computer because it has no life in it. And you're feeding yourself with that and you're dying slowly. Number four. Life is doing what you were created to do. Until you start doing what God called you to do, you will not have life. Life is knowing God's plan for your life. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Until you begin to understand that plan for your life, you can't live. Life is understanding and coming into connection with that which God has planned for you. This is why your destiny is a discovery, not a decision. You discover your destiny. Sometimes God has to allow you to bump into your destiny. And when you bump into your destiny, something comes alive on the inside of you. Sometimes God will bring you around your destiny. And when you get around it, you start twitching a little bit. That lets you know that I'm glad that somebody else is doing this. But God may be notifying you that you are next, that I'm getting ready to do something in your life. And I'm just getting you around it so you can get excited about what God is getting ready to do in your life. That's why the Bible said rejoice with them that do rejoice. Because if you can't be happy for somebody else. What makes you think God is going to bless your life? When you get around folks that's walking in their destiny, you ought to rejoice and say, go on, girl, do your thing. Man, I see what you're doing, bro. Go ahead and work that thing. Because when you can rejoice, when you can help somebody else, God is just letting you know that I'm getting ready to do it in your life. I'm getting ready to do it in your life. That's why when Mary went to go see her cousin Elizabeth and Mary was carrying the son of God, Jesus, and Elizabeth was carrying John the Baptist. But when the two of them got together, the baby in Elizabeth's womb started leaping and said, I came in contact with my purpose that I'm here because he's coming. When you get around your dreams, when you get around what God showed you in your bedroom, when you see somebody else do it, you ought to leap for joy and say, Lord, I'm getting a glimpse into what you are going to do in my life. You ought to leap for joy and say, Lord, I see it can be done. Can I get a shout right there? Father, it can be done. It can be done. It can 
same God that raised Lazarus from the dead. The same God that healed the woman with an issue of blood. It's the same God. The same God that did it for them can do it for you. Somebody say, he the same God. He the same God. He the same God. When you get around it, just start praising him. Say, girl, I'm shouting. I want y'all to give God a shout, not for what he's done in your life, but what he's getting ready to do next to you. Shout for your brother. Shout for your sister. Hallelujah. I shout for what God is getting ready to do and impact. I, I, I got a little twitching going on because I see what God is getting ready to do. I see God starting your business. I see God starting your ministry. I see God bringing you out of debt. Oh, I get a little twitch. I see God healing your body. I see God saving your children. I get a little twitch. Thank you, Impact. Do what God has created you to do. God is going to bring you around your purpose. And when he brings you around your purpose, whew, I want you to praise God like you have lost your mind. When you see it, I want you to give God a praise because this is what's going to happen. You will see something done on one level and God will birth a creative idea in you to take it to another level. And that's why we are never in competition with each other. But what God will give you would be something unique. Who am I talking to here today? And you've seen something, but God gave you a little twist to that thing. Many people know how to make macaroni and cheese, but sometimes God will give you your own recipe. I heard the Spirit of the Lord say to me right now, I'm giving you a new recipe. And the recipe I'm giving you, the world needs it. And the last thing, I'm done. I'm out of time. We got to get out of here. It's 1124. Pastor said 1130. Number five. Life is doing what you love. Make time to do what you love. Because there is no life without love. If you love God, do God. Make time, say make time, to do what you love. 
Mark Twain said these words, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than by the things you did. So impact, do what you love because tomorrow I'm playing golf. <laughs>